How's it going, guys? I'm Jamal Halley, and welcome to the first edition of the Pandemics, Politics, and Playoffs podcast. Throughout this podcast, we will explore how the events of the past year have impacted the sports world. We're going to take a deep dive into how a time of political polarization, a pandemic, and a fight for social justice has affected the sports and athletes who we know and love, and where we will go from here. We'll start off with this episode by talking about how HBCUs have been uniquely impacted by the pandemic and how likely it is that things will return to some sense of normalcy in the near future. So it's been a year since the COVID-19 pandemic shook the world, yet we are still in the process of dealing with the virus and trying to vaccinate the population. Many of us remember the news when the NBA decided to postpone a season after several players tested positive ironically including Utah Jazz center Rudy Gobert, who had mocked the league for taking the virus too seriously at a press conference the night before. Pretty much immediately after the NBA canceled its season, many collegiate athletic conferences canceled all sports for the remainder of the semester, including the highly anticipated March Madness basketball tournament. So there was much uncertainty during the summer following the initial outbreak of COVID in the U.S., But the sports world did rebound quite a bit. We saw the MLB come back with a few hiccups. The NBA was able to come back and form the iconic bubble at Disney World, with the NHL doing a similar type of thing in Toronto with great success. Many Division I colleges were able to play basketball or football in the fall. And we even saw the Big Ten reverse its prior decision to not play in the fall, and they began to play midseason after the efforts of Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. There were still problems, though, as many players caught COVID-19 and the virus had an even more deleterious effect on the seasons of many HBCU sports teams. For example, Prairie View A&M's basketball team experienced several cancellations in the fall due to COVID outbreaks, causing them to miss out on important games and leading to the cancellations of several tournaments. They are just one of many HBCU sports teams impacted by this virus as dozens of basketball games involving HBCUs were either canceled or postponed due to COVID-related issues. Missing out on these games is a big deal for mid-major basketball programs because every game could make or break a school's opportunity to participate in the March Madness tournament. Last summer, HBCUs tended to move quicker than most PWIs in their decisions to not play during the fall or to move to virtual learning. This was likely due to the way that the pandemic has disproportionately affected African Americans. Many HBCU football programs at both the D2 and Division I levels had to cancel either their entire seasons or a couple of their big rivalry games, costing their programs thousands of dollars. There were also many schools that had to cancel games against larger schools. For example, Alcorn State had to cancel its game with Auburn, which would have made the school $450,000. This much money is very essential for smaller schools, and this is exacerbated during a time of economic downturn and financial hardship for these institutions. They have also missed out on the revenue that they would typically make from ticket sales, concessions, and sponsorships from these games. A lot of schools in the FCS, which is the lower league of Division I football, have begun playing football in the spring. A lot of the athletes and fans of HBCU sports leagues were very enthusiastic and excited about the chance to play football in the spring, but several HBCUs decided to cancel their spring football seasons as the pandemic continued to worsen, 
and the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference ended up canceling the season as a whole due to six of its programs opting out. One of the most recent of these schools was Norfolk State, and I took some time to meet up with Alicia Tucker, who is the Assistant Athletic Director for Compliance and Student-Athlete Services at Norfolk State, to discuss how the pandemic has affected the student-athletes at her program. She provided much valuable insight into how the student-athletes and others involved at Norfolk State have been doing during this tough time. So, hello, Alicia. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come onto the podcast. I look forward to this discussion and learning about your role and how the pandemic has affected Norfolk State's athletics. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, so to start out, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what your role is at Norfolk State? Sure. Um, again, my name is Alicia Tucker. I am Associate Athletics Director in charge of um, athletics compliance, student health, as well as I am the Senior Woman Administrator on staff. I am day-to-day responsible for ensuring that the coaches, student-athletes are following NCAA rules, Um, but for the most part, since about February, March of last year, I've been in charge of sort of maintaining and um, managing the COVID protocol for the athletics department. Awesome. Thank you. So at what point last year did you realize that some significant changes would be coming to how things would be going in the sports world? Um, For us, it was literally at the MEAC basketball tournament um, when we started to see um, some of the other conferences taking action. And at that point, the senior associate AD at the time, called me and was like, hey, we need to put our heads together and, and start thinking about how this is going to look for us. Because if, I think it was it was one of the Power 5 schools had canceled their their tournament. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a point where the MEAC was, we were still playing. But it was just like one by one by one. And I was like, we're about, in my mind, I was like, we're about to get shut down soon. Um, yeah. So it, it that literally was when we were like, okay, we need to figure figure this out for Norfolk State because it's it's coming. Gotcha. Do you remember what many of the student athletes' initial reactions were once things started to get canceled? Um, it was honestly it was it was heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know, most of our teams were mid season at that point. So, you know, to tell them, well, we had gotten to the point where the governor had made the mandate to go ahead and and shut everything down, having to tell the student athletes that this was it. You had seniors who they, you know, were kind of facing their last game. We had freshmen who hadn't even gotten into a game yet. You know, it, it does something to you as an administrator to see we think of these these athletes as our kids, but to see these kids who've been playing a sport since they were, you know, five, six years old, reduced to tears because their season's coming to an end just when it's getting started. So that was pretty hard. Baseball was getting ready for its first home game, and we had to tell them that it's, it was a wrap. It's a wrap for the season. So it it was it was it was a very sad day for Norfolk State Athletics. 
to have to make those calls and then watch kids clean out lockers and everything else. It was it was heartbreaking. Man, that's really sad. I was a junior at Furman at the time and I was involved in basketball band and we're in the Southern Conference and we had just completed our tournament. And I remember walking out so upset because we we had high expectations for the weekend, thinking that Furman was going to win the tournament, but we ended up losing in the first round. And I remember being so upset that losing out on the opportunity of potentially going to the NCAA yeah. tournament. But little did I know that less than a week later, the tournament would end yeah. up being canceled. And yeah, and that was really just from a fan's perspective. So I can imagine for you and then for the student athletes that that was just exponentially it was. worse. It, it really was, you know, because you always, we had high expectations for both of our teams to be contenders and we didn't even get that shot. So, yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the challenges that you saw that the student athletes faced after their first sem full semester during the pandemic? Um, you mean like this fall? Yeah, during um, the fall. Well, I think the big, the biggest thing was making the adjustment to taking almost all of their classes virtually. Um, you know, everybody doesn't learn well mm -hmm. that way. So um, that was... That was a, a a difficult adjustment for some of the student athletes. Um, some adjusted just fine, and then others didn't because they're used to that face-to-face -face interaction. And by the same token, you know, we had to limit how many people could be in our offices, and we're used to student athletes kind of just popping in and out whenever they felt like it. But you know, to keep mm -hmm. ourselves safe as well, we had to limit the number of individuals who could be in our offices or in the building in general. So I think a lot of that was an adjustment for them, you know, limiting numbers in the weight room. And then, you know, once we're doing travel and everything else, getting them used to the social distancing, the spacing out, because the student athletes are used to congregating. So it looks different, different yeah. now. Um, and they adjusted you know, they're, they're pretty resilient athletes, you know, they're athletes, so they're pretty resilient, but you know, it's just, it took a lot of repetition, a lot of reminding, and it's, it was a change and a challenge for all of us, but you know, you become like family and family takes care of each other. So we all managed to just kind of soldier through it. Yeah. So was the decision for um, Norfolk State's football team not to not play in the spring, a surprising one for most of the yeah, student athletes? It was. it was a surprise for all of us. Um, mm. you know, we, we were looking forward oh, wow. to, you know, at a school that has football, football is one of those sports that brings people together. You know, mm -hmm. there's kind of nothing like the atmosphere on football game day. And we were looking forward to that, to bring some sort of sense of normalcy to not just the football team, but also to the institution. Um, you know, there was a lot of buzz around our program and expectations for conference wins, this, that, and, and a third. But, you know, safety has to come first. And with COVID, you just never know 
day-to-day, hour-to-hour, what it's going to look like. And you have to make decisions that are going to be in the best interest of everybody's health and safety. And, you know, it, it was a, a hard discussion. Um, it wasn't mm-hmm. made quickly or lightly. And, and unfortunately, you know, that's what we decided would be in the best interest of, of everybody uh, to go ahead and, and opt out. Yeah, that's totally understandable. So what do you anticipate will be the greatest challenge for this semester? Um, For this, I mean, this semester is almost over. So we've pretty much cleared all of the oh, wow. the big hurdles. I mean, you know, we only have, I mean, it's March. So um, early May, we're, we're all done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the biggest thing, like I said, our, our athletes adjusted pretty well. The whole pass-fail grading option was new for everybody, but they've done pretty well with that. Um, academically, our, our teams are doing very well, exceeding expectations. So to answer your question, I think the biggest challenge is just going to be keeping everybody motivated for, for fall and then keeping the, the athletes who are still competing, keeping them safe and healthy so they can finish their season. Gotcha. Thank you. So my last question is, do you have any sort of indication as to when things will be relatively normal again? I don't know if normal is even a good word to use, you know, post-pandemic, because I don't think anything is ever going to go back to what it was pre-pandemic. You know, I think I think some of the things Mm -hmm. that we're doing now will probably carry over um, once we get some some sort of signal that things are, quote, all clear. You know, I I think I think that there's some Mm -hmm. good things that came out. I think people are more aware of hygiene. I think people are more aware of the need to actually put space between people and. you know, you really, you really kind of stop and think about, wow, we, we really just blew air over candles at birthday parties, you know, like to think about it, that's sort of disgusting, <laughs> but you know, we did it without thinking about it. And I think now going forward, people are going to pause a little bit before they do certain things, you know, food service workers. Yeah. You should be wearing a mask and gloves. So I think that some of those things are going to carry over but in terms of athletics, one of the the good things in athletic college athletics has been around for, you know, well over uh, my math is probably wrong. It's been around for a long time. Um, and this bounced back from mm-hmm. war. Um, college athletics has bounced back from um, a lot of, of different calamities. And it's one of those things that unifies people. So I think once we get the all clear, people are going to look towards athletics to give them some sort of semblance of what was normal. You know, these are kids and they're, they're kids playing a game that they've played their whole lives, some of them. So I think that once we get some sort of all clear, athletics is going to be the big celebration for everybody. And, and it'll be, it'll be great to see. All right. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and your Answers to the questions were very insightful, 
and I look forward to seeing the reactions from the All listeners. All right, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Once again, that was Alicia Tucker, who is the Assistant Athletic Director for Compliance and Student Athlete Services at Norfolk State. We can see that the pandemic has produced so many new challenges for the student athletes at Norfolk State, but they have shown strength and resilience through thick and thin. As a recent college graduate, I understand the difficulties of transitioning to online learning, but I couldn't imagine trying to balance going to practices and doing strength training in preparation for games that you don't even know whether you will be able to play in, along with the challenges of being a college student. I really hope things get better in the near future, but Alicia's optimism and her description of the sense of family that they have in Norfolk State reassures me that the student athletes will get through this and come out stronger in the end. So I've been Jamal Halley, and thank you all for tuning in to this first edition of the Pandemics, Politics, and Playoffs podcast on Kisa Public Radio. In the next episode, we will likely discuss the intersection between politics and sports that we've been seeing a lot lately. And if you enjoyed the episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and follow Kisa Public Radio on social media. See you all next time. Thank you.